Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Talk. Thank you very much for tuning into the finale of Ask the Top. As always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support and have no fear. Soon enough, the signature spot with Chris Toplack will soon be here. A weekly pro wrestling podcast available every single Thursday. Industry news and rumors, show breakdowns, thumbs up, thumbs down, in the middle, predictions, topical discussions with featured guests, roundtable discussions, debates, Just a few of the things that you can look forward to every single Thursday. That's right. I heard you loud and clear. The Signature Spot will be a weekly pro wrestling podcast, not just necessarily covering the world of the WWE, but beyond. We're talking New Japan Pro Wrestling, ROH, the independents in general, and perhaps maybe even Impact Wrestling. Could it be? On this final edition of the program, Liv Morgan's concussion. We'll discuss that. Shawn Michaels potentially returning. My all-time favorite tag team. My favorite ECW wrestler. Where I rank Paige among the all-time greats. So we have plenty to cover. In anticipation of the signature spot, subscribe on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash the signature spot. can also listen to the show on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, Podcast apps such as Overcast, ChrisTomplack.com, TheReactionRoom.com, and cross your fingers, knock on wood, hopefully, on Spotify soon enough. And, of course, to follow the cause on social media, at The Signature Spot on Facebook, at ChrisTomplack on Twitter, even though I did register the official The Signature Spot handle. But for now, we'll stick with my personal one, ChrisTomplack on Instagram and Google+. Yes, the signature spot with Chris Toplack debuts next Thursday, October the 4th. I'm excited for this journey. I hope you'll join me, and I promise you the best is yet to come. It is officially the end of summer. Normally on this program, I'm sipping on a craft beer, but today, a Corona. Now, let me explain. I'm not being judgmental. Whatever you want to drink, whatever you enjoy is entirely up to you, but normally this is not in my fridge. I treated the office to some Coronas. Just to basically say thanks and, of course, acknowledge the hard work. So I had many of these left over. That's where this came from. And I have to tell you, you throw a lime in there on a hot day or even a day where it's gloomy and it's not so bad. Comes under a little bit of heat from craft beer enthusiasts, which I do claim to be, and I am. I've tried thousands of different beers at beer festivals. Yes, I actually travel to them. It's a hobby. I don't just convince myself. But it's not bad. At least it goes down pretty smoothly. Industry news and rumors. This has been the talk of the industry. Liv Morgan's concussion. It was first reported by TMZ and then confirmed by the WWE that Liv Morgan was diagnosed with a concussion. Now, in case you missed it, Brie was kicking Liv in the chest with the yes kicks. Moved up a little bit too high and caught Liv smack dab on the chin. Now, even worse than that, Liv's head came down, naturally so, and Brie caught her again with a very stiff kick right in the face. 
Following this, you could see Bree check on Liv and attempt to carry on the match. Now, Liv could barely even make it to her feet. She attempted to get Bree into the corner. She collapsed. Just, you know, the lights were out. And then following a six-woman suplex, which she somehow made it in the ring for, she was on the floor throughout the rest of the match with doctors checking in on her. Now, Liv was reportedly on autopilot following the kicks and doesn't even recall being in the ring for that six-woman suplex. With what we know about concussions, this tidbit of information was particularly frightening to hear. Now, many have held Brie over the fire, and I believe it's not justified. I mean, yes, a lot of this was her fault. No doubt about it. And a lot of it can be chalked up to mistiming. The vast majority of that being on Brie, but a little bit Liv Morgan too. Let's not forget about that. But again, injuries do occur. Mistakes do happen. This is not ballet. Brie did not go out there and intentionally go out to hurt Liv Morgan. But she did make some mistakes. And unfortunately... Her comeback has been off to an incredibly rocky start. Let's look at this for a second. Two very rough suicide dives, with the latter being particularly dangerous. We forget about that. Many made their jokes, but that second one, she landed basically short on her neck. That is scary. No chemistry with Maurice in the ring, which again, that is a shared blame, in my opinion. And then legitimately knocked out Liv Morgan with two stiff kicks. Now, again, is it justified to hold her over the fire and say, she needs to retire, she's the worst? No, it's not. Because here's the thing. As much as people love to say the Bellas are horrible, I could probably name 15 to 20 female wrestlers that are not up to par with the Bellas. Now, mind you, I could name dozens that are better than them. I'm not going to debate whether they should be there or not. I think that they don't need to be there. That's just me. But still, mistakes occur. Brie was in the wrong. And I compare this to a job, which of course this is. But if you go to work and you make mistakes and you have an off week, your manager or a mentor or your colleagues or somebody will hopefully pull you aside and say, get it together. Don't lose focus. So hopefully with Brie, she takes this very seriously, which I truly hope she does, and says, I can't do that again. Knocked out a colleague. There's no way I can continue to be you know, this rough and, and this off. So if she really wants to do this, she needs to get better. And if that's impossible or she just can't do it for one reason or another, then it is time to step away. Speaking of a wrestler who did step away, who may be stepping back, Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement could be a possibility. According to at WrestleVotes on Twitter, who I may add, is eerily accurate with their predictions. He tweeted this out recently, hearing that Shawn Michaels will indeed wrestle more than just the upcoming Saudi tag bout. A one-on-one match versus The Undertaker is planned. While some want it at Chase Field for the Rumble, I'm told the discussion is centered around Survivor Series in L.A. I believe on the next episode, or perhaps even the following one, on the signature spot, I'm going to have a conversation, perhaps even a bit of a debate, whether Shawn Michaels should or shouldn't return to the ring. Low Raw ratings. Are you surprised? It was reported by the Wrestling Observer that Raw posted their lowest ratings of the modern era. 
It's speculated that a combination of network season premieres and also a strong NFL game led to these results. But again, excuses are excuses. How will you improve this? In my opinion, better quality television, more compelling storylines, bigger stars, letting superstars be themselves, unscripted. You got to try something or these ratings will continue to plummet. And of course, as technology continues to grow, you need to pivot with it. And they have with the WWE Network, or perhaps this is some foreshadowing of things to come over the next couple of years, that ratings will plummet. The Broken Hardy Family it was reported by Pro Wrestling Sheet that the WWE is moving forward with plans for a Matt Hardy special. And they will film the pilot for the show next month, perhaps with some special surprises. Speaking of a special surprise, Saudi Sports Authority chairman tweeted an image of Hulk Hogan on Monday. Now, he's been a big part of setting up the WWE deal with Saudi Arabia, so one has to imagine he has some influence. And there's a plan to bring in the Hulkster for an appearance at Crown Jewel. My big question to you, do you want to see it? Like father, like son. Rey Mysterio recently posted a photo on Instagram that showcased his son Dominic at the Storm Wrestling Academy in Calgary. Dominic, who you may or may not remember as the centerpiece of a feud between Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero over 12 years ago, time flies by the way, is now 21 years old and training to become a professional wrestler under the tutelage of Lance Storm. And yes, he is much, much taller than his father Rey. Feels like an opposite relationship where Dominic is his older brother. Surreal to see. Holly's from the week on Raw. How about Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler versus The Revival for the Raw tag titles? Two healed teams going head-to-head, but I felt the fans were primarily in favor of The Revival. Proving that they could potentially be babyfaces. But hopefully... There's more on the horizon for the Revival who have been completely misused over the past year. And I know there's been injuries, and with that, you don't necessarily want to take chances on them, but at the same time, they're just so damn good. Give them that opportunity. Speaking of an opportunity, you have the Shield versus AOP and Baron Corbin. Now, for AOP, this was their opportunity to shine or get lost in oblivion again. And I thought... They rose to the occasion. It was a great match. On SmackDown, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Truth TV was completely absurd and yet oddly entertaining. I sincerely hope that's not the last time we see that segment. Dancing Carmella, Truth in his glasses. I enjoyed it. The psychotic Randy Orton strikes again. This time, the perfect 10. Ty Dillinger. Posed this question on Twitter. The winner overwhelmingly was Randy Orton, where I asked, Who's more psychotic, Randy Orton or Samoa Joe? Randy Orton won in the landslide. Becky Lynch attacking Charlotte at the photo shoot. I love it. I still can't manage to boo Becky. She does have that Stone Cold esque vibe where she's just cool. I mean, <laughs> I, I really, truly believe that they're going to try and do everything to get her booed, and it's just going to be completely ineffective. Hopefully you caught NXT. 
the promo between William Regal, who I think is one of the most underrated on-screen characters of all time, I may add, and the Undisputed Era. I loved that. I believe that that was the first time we really saw Adam Cole as a true heel. Making excuses, getting in the face of the authority. I enjoyed it. And then Tommaso Ciampa versus Otis Dozovic. Very entertaining. Although my only minor kind of thumbs down with this would be the fact that Otis controlled about 75% of the match. But again, it works in the favor of Tommaso Ciampa, who is that opportunistic heel that somehow just squeezes out the victory. We also saw that Kari Zane and Shayna Baszler is now official for WWE Evolution taking place on October the 28th. They will be competing for Zane's NXT Championship. Also on the card, Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus, Lita versus Mickey James, the Mae Young Classic Finals, and also rumored Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. Your questions. And not necessarily for the final time, I may add. You can ask questions all along the way across my social media platforms. The chances are very good I'm still going to address many of them on the signature spot with Chris Toplak. In fact, I should add, the show is going to get very interactive because I'm going to have you vote on different topics. I may have two topics. It's up to you to vote to hear which one would you like to hear me and a guest discuss on that week's episode. So your voice will still be heard. I can guarantee you that. Mike Leochi, via Facebook, a longtime supporter of the show, he sent in many great questions such as this one. If Shawn Michaels does indeed wrestle at WrestleMania 35, who should he face? In my opinion, it should be AJ Styles. It would be a dream match. It would be epic. I wholeheartedly agree. AJ Styles is my top choice. Also, let's throw Seth Rollins in there too. Bearded Warrior via Twitter. Pump for the new show. Love the name. Simple question. Your favorite tag team of all time. Easy for me without any hesitation, the Hart Foundation. It was just such a great dynamic between the Anvil and Brett with vast opposite looks and styles, and they just mesh together so incredibly well. Other favorites to me, the Steiner brothers in their prime, they were incredible. Don't Judge the Steiner brothers on like 1999. Go back and watch them in about 1991. They were the best. The Hollywood Blondes, Brian Pillman, Steve Austin. That was cut short far too prematurely. Those two had so much potential. And the older I've gotten, the more I've appreciated their work, both on the mic and in the ring. The Hardy Boys, of course. Edge and Christian. The Road Warriors. There's so many tag teams, but those are the ones that immediately stand out to me. Jeremiah the Wonderwall, are you an Oasis fan? Via Google Plus. Did you watch ECW when you were younger? And who is your favorite if so? I didn't watch ECW until about 2000. That's officially when I started. I was about 14 years old at the time. The late start had more to do with a lack of availability more than anything else. But once they landed on TNN, it became much easier to watch it. Both Two to three years after folding, I did go back and watch a fair bit of ECW. My favorite was always Taz, the human suplex machine, the pure definition of legitimate, barely 5'9", but a total wrecking ball and so believable. His run from 98 to 99 
was highly, highly underappreciated. Edward, via Facebook, he has sent in many great questions, just like this one. Is Corey Graves WWE's best non-wrestling personnel? As a non-wrestler, I still have to give the nod to Paul Heyman. If we're talking a non-wrestler or manager, my top choices would be Mauro Ranello, William Regal, who I already mentioned I'm a big sucker for, and Corey Graves. Also, Renee has been incredibly dependable and versatile, too. Let's not forget about that. She's worked in so many different areas, and she's always done a great job. Hank the Tank via Google+. Plus. Worst WWF or WWE pay-per-view of all time. Since it's technically still under the WWE banner, December to Dismember 2006. How can that not be in anybody's top three? It was awful. So disappointing. I mean, even I wanted a refund. Also, WWF In Your House 4. I mean, we had that heartfelt moment as Shawn Michaels comes out. He surrenders the Intercontinental Championship to Dean Douglas. And that was basically due to the fact, if you recall, he got beat up by like 10 to 12 people at a bar in Syracuse. You had Yokozuna versus King Mabel. Moving in quicksand. Shortest Intercontinental reign of all time. I mentioned Dean Douglas. Well, yeah, he took on... Razor Ramon, it was an awful match. Razor barely put any effort into it. Some have speculated it might have to do with the fact that he was so close with Sean, he just didn't like Dean. But one needs to understand, maybe that's why Dean Douglas is a little bit bitter when he speaks about the WWE. And that god-awful WWF world title match between Diesel and the British Bulldog, zero chemistry. In fact, I believe it may have been Jim Cornette that said, he was so embarrassed by that match. And going back and rewatching it, it is that bad. The event was just remarkably disappointing. So that's why it stands out to me as just terrible. Let's put it that way. Zapper the Tapper. I don't know where that comes from via Google+. Plus. What's your main event for WrestleMania 35? Triple Threat, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. You have The Shield competing against each other for... The Universal Championship. What do you think about that? Kyle Scarf, a.k.a. Mr. Gore, one of my closest friends. And guess what? He's going to be making future appearances on the signature spot with Chris Topblack. He's in his early 30s, and I don't know anybody at that age who has digested and watched more professional wrestling than him. Very opinionated. Bang on the money more often than not. It's going to be very engaging. I think you're going to really enjoy him. If you really want to piss him off, ask for his opinion on Hulk Hogan anything and watch him go off. Oh boy. Question for the final hashtag ask the top. Glad you used that. Do you think it's possible all of the era talk for Trips Taker at Super Showdown could be a lead-in for the undisputed era to come up to the main roster finally. I think you're reading into that a little too much. I can't imagine them planning that far ahead. And with the Undisputed Era being in the middle of some fairly prominent storylines, it's going to take a bit more time before we see them debut on the main roster. Perhaps post-WrestleMania weekend. That seems realistic to me. 
maybe one of the best names, and of course they save it to the very final episode of Ask the Top, Gray Mysterio Sr. I love that via Twitter. Where does Paige rank as an all-time great in the WWE women's division? Despite the fact her career was tragically cut short due to a serious neck injury, I would still easily place her in the top 10, maybe even the top 5, based on her talent and the fact that she was a modern-day trailblazer. She also possessed that intangible X-factor that made her stand out. And I'm not just talking about dressing in dark colors, but she just had something that radiated from her where people were drawn to her. Now, for the record, I would also include the following names among the all-time WWE greats. And again, this is off the top of my head, so if I'm missing somebody, feel free to let me know. Tristratus, Lita, Charlotte Flair, China, Mickey James. You have to put Sasha Banks on there. Beth Phoenix, Natalia, AJ Lee. How about Victoria? Molly Holly. There's many names that you can throw in the mix, but Paige, easily top 10, maybe even top 5 in terms of the all-time greats in the WWE's women's division, even with her career tragically cut short. And that's going to do it. It's the grand finale of Ask the Top. But again, it's not like we're we're parting ways because next Thursday I'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel, just a different Batman outfit, I guess. The Signature Spot debuts next Thursday, October the 4th. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash The Signature Spot. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, podcast apps such as Overcast, ChrisTomplack.com, and TheReactionRoom.com. Thank you for joining me on this journey that was Ask the Top. And as I mentioned, and I wholeheartedly believe that the best is yet to come. So join me on The Signature Spot with Chris Tomplack next Thursday. And until then, happy trails to you. Until we meet again.